I'm Chris. And I'm Dom. And we, we got, got next. next. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of I Got Next. Um, this episode, I want to talk about the ESRB. Um, for those who don't know, um, that's the Entertainment Software Rating Board. I believe I got that yeah. correct. Um, let me just go ahead and ask you, man. Growing up, did that ever really keep video games out of your reach? Um, I wouldn't say it kept games out of my reach because, I mean, just like having the mature rating or, you know, what's the other one? E for everyone didn't really change anything. It was just the content of the game, really, more than just like the rating. My parents, my mom at least, she was always in on it and she would like look at what she was buying me. And I'm pretty sure a lot of parents just go based off of, you know, the ESA, ESRB rating. And their other parents don't care at all, but my mom, she would read it, and if it was something she didn't really want me playing, then she wouldn't buy it. So, I, uh, I would say yes and no at the same time. What about you, man? Um, well, I watched Scarface at a very young age. <laughs> uh, so at that point, there was very little that I was yet to see. So playing... Grand Theft Auto and things like that weren't as much of a big deal as long as I knew that I couldn't do it in real life. Yeah. Which, I mean, nowadays kids understand it's a video game. I can't go do these things in real life. And I think, like, the Saints Row series really helped with yeah. that kind of when they started giving you superpowers that's when it was like uh, yeah. I was gonna say Saints Row 3 when you started whacking with giant dildos that's when it was like yeah I yeah, can't, do that I can't really just take a dildo baseball bat and kill people with it but I'm on ESRB.org and there is a thing that you can search to see what games have what like what their rating is and why uh, they got that rating. Now, for the things that you can search for, besides just uh, the platform it's on or the actual rating, but let's say you wanted to look for specific content. The way that their content is separated is violence mm-hmm. and then blood and gore, which is for some reason separate. Sexuality, which is separate from nudity. Language, substances, gambling, and humor. Oh, okay. Um, well, I kind of see why, like, violence and gore are separate, just because, like, you might play a scary game where you don't actually kill anybody. Like, um, what was the game that came out on PlayStation 4? Until Dawn? Not Until Dawn. The one we played, you said, made the house haunted. Outlast. Outlast, yes. There was a lot of you know, gore and graphic content in it. but It you, also brought ghosts. Yeah, but there was no violence. You weren't fighting. I mean, I fought a ghost. And the same thing with, like, nudity and sexuality. Like, you can go into, like, Witcher where there's sexuality in it, but there may not be nudity. And you might watch God of War, play God of War, where it's, like, there's nudity and, you know, sex in it. So I can see why they're separate. Um, so I decided to click on humor to search to see kind of why that would be something 
that is considered separate. Um, crude humor is under the same category as comic mischief. Uh. Um, I haven't found anything besides crude humor or comic mischief in any of these games that I'm looking at. And now that I'm looking at some of these, Goat Simulator. That game's fun. That, that's a really good game, by the way. If you guys have not played Goat Simulator, check Which it out. Which is rated T for team because of violence, blood, and crude humor. Well, you're like throwing a goat around. So, like, I guess so. Just... Also, under use of substances, use of tobacco is listed. Okay, I can see that. When it's marketed towards little kids, you would, you know, want that to be out there. Yeah, that's only listed on, like, E10 or E. Uh, Besides that, it needs to be a hard drug. Uh, Well, I mean, like, humor, like, crude humor. I can see, like, Conquer, Bad Fur Day. I mean, it's not necessarily, like, they do have uh, violence, cartoon violence, and, like, some cursing in it. But most of it's just, like, crude humor. You it know. is some very adult jokes. Yeah, you like fight like a giant shit monster at one point. In, in Ooh, and the flower. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's not the reason I wanted to bring up the ESRB. I wanted to bring up the ESRB because the way that they rate their games goes heavily into whether or not a video game becomes banned. Um... Normally, I would say the obviously adult games, um, I guess you could call them a porn game. Mm -hmm. Normally, okay, wouldn't talk about that on this, except for one that happened to be on the banned list. Um, I believe it was for Argentina. I'm pretty sure it's banned all over the world. I would pray. Um... I mean, if there ever was a game to ban, if there ever was a reason to have a ban list, I feel like this is the reason there is a ban game list. Yeah, definitely. Um, this game, uh, I cannot pronounce it in Japanese because I don't know Japanese. Um, it's English translation. <laughs> God, it's so horrible. I don't even want to say it. Here, I'll, I'll say it for you. It. The English translation of this, I can't even begin to tell you, like, what to call this game. It's it's Rape Lay. Yeah, like, you heard him right. It's like, Bill Cosby Lay. <laughs> uh, no pills. But... Ben Roethlisberger Lay. <laughs> oh, man. Just because you made a Steeler joke, this one is going to be pulled off of the podcast. <laughs> this is going to be pulled off doubly. Um... <laughs> So, the um, story of this game... The fact they gave it a story. Yeah. There's a story mode to this. I, it's so bad. You play as a, as a man who was arrested for groping a woman on a train. And then you get released from prison after somebody pays your bail... And you then proceed in three days to rape a mother and her two children. 
one of which appears to be under the age of 18. Somebody drew this. Somebody pitched this. Somebody... Somebody accepted this. Programmed it. And funded this. People funded this game and took their time out of their lives to create this game. Like, like I know that there is a... There's sick people out there that are going to play this game and enjoy it. And to those people, um, I don't even have words for you. Um, But the fact that you found a programmer, a designer, a funder, um, oh, that you found anybody... With any creative ability whatsoever to help with this is horrible. I won't even go into more specifics about the game because it literally gets more disgusting. Yeah, we we just, didn't we didn't play this. We no, just read a quick overview of the read, game, like a summary. I read the Wikipedia as we were googling banned video games and it stuck out like such a thorsome mainly because it's the only video game banned in Argentina <laughs> it's the only game uh, which is also on a list with Bully which is banned in five different countries Bully was made for the Playstation 2 as well as the Xbox. Um, And the reason that it was banned, in my opinion, people got the wrong idea of the game. The game is, you play the new kid in school that sees that everybody's being bullied by like 10 kids, I think it is. I don't know, I didn't play it. Some number of kids is bullying the school. You take the school back for those who can't. Okay. You bully the bully. Makes sense. It's banned because it promotes violence in school. In a school setting. Also, it was banned in the country because one way to stop the bullies is to kiss them. <laughs> but it's an all-male school. So it was banned for homosexual, um, I guess, sexuality, you could call it, uh, and with it being minors. Um, I, I, after reading what's banned in Argentina, I don't think any game ever can be banned. See, I understand, like, why Bully was banned. And, like, a game, I don't, like, I don't think Bully should be banned. The same way, I don't think the game, the Manhunt game, should be banned. <coughs> I'm sorry, I'm coughing because I don't <laughs> agree with you at all. Now, those games... That needs to be banned. They they have a premise, though. And it's not like... Ooh, uh... They um, have a premise. Did you play them? Did you play both of them? I, no, I okay. couldn't. Okay. The, I wouldn't allow myself here, to play them now. Here's a story... I would... Stop myself. I would be like, Dom, you're not old enough for this. Because nobody's old enough for this. Here's a story behind the manhunt. You're a guy who's kidnapped against your will and put into... In the first manhunt. You're you're kidnapped 
Let's no. Let's give the character's backstory. You are a serial killer. Okay. That's then been kidnapped. I'm putting quotation fingers up. I know that you guys can't see it because this is a podcast, but quotations kidnapped and forced to kill other serial killers who would kill you because they're told they're paid to kill you. This doctor puts you inside of this. I forgot the first one. Is it a sane asylum? Yeah. And basically hires a bunch of gangs of other serial killers to hunt you down and kill you. And your job is to try to survive and get out. So. Do you just kill them normally? You kill them any way you can. Okay. Um, this game is also banned in multiple countries. See, but the thing is, is that. You think about that compared to a game like Rayplay, okay. where there's no like reason for it to exist. At least this is like, even though it's over the top, it's a fathomable. Like you can be like, okay, it makes sense why I'm killing these things. Like God of War could be banned. There's no reason for Kratos to be killing all this stuff. Like it's gratuitous violence, the same way but, God of War would be. But you're put don't into a story. Do not compare. God of War to Manhunt. Because Manhunt's one of the greatest games of all time. I'll, hands down. I'll slap. We'll be two grown men fighting in my living room. <laughs> if you ever say, oh, well, they should just ban God of War. No, they shouldn't. God of War has a great storyline minus Ascension. Manhunt's a great story. It's, it's a great story. Okay. It's a great story. So we're going to compare the story of you're a serial killer that's been kidnapped, placed in an asylum where everybody's trying to kill you, to you were the head of a Spartan army that was losing to barbarians. You asked Ares, the god of war, mm-hmm. to rescue you, and you would give, you, give him your soul. He then gets you with such a... Blind rage. That you murder your own family. Yes. Wife and child. murder your own family. Yes. And then you you seek revenge and you kill the god of war. Opening up the Pandora's box. Going through many Greek mythological truths. Killing Ares. Killing Zeus. Ah. Yeah. Okay. Well, at the very end. Hella spoilers if you haven't played. But you kill fucking Hermes. Okay, Hermes was a little you, punk. You you kill Hercules. Don't you kill Poseidon? You kill basically all the gods. And the point yeah, is, yeah, there's not one that lives. You literally kill all the gods. You actually even kill Zeus's wife. Yeah, no, you don't kill Aphrodite. You sleep with her. Yeah. Okay, so that is so much more better than a game where it's they're both they're both made up stories. Okay, unless you believe in Greek mythology. If you believe that's your religion and you believe in Greek mythology, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to disrespect you. But that story. I mean, the game is pretty disrespectful if you believe in Greek <laughs> mythology. If there was a game <laughs> where you had to go fight and kill Jesus Christ and God, that would be banned in America. <laughs> I also don't think that that would be much of a boss battle. <laughs> that would be the easiest. That would probably be the hardest boss battle. Actually, you know what? That would you, be true. You probably never win. You could never win. That would be the game. I've always pitched this game, and I'm like, I want to make the most impossible game with the steepest learning curve. So, like, 
you start off, you know, fighting these mild-mannered, you know, enemies, and the final boss is so hard you can't win. That's probably that game. When you have to go kill God, the final boss is too hard. You get zapped by lightning, you lose every single time. But back to Manhunt. Yeah. Manhunt is a Manhunt is a good game. It's a good game for the fact of the controls were okay. Uh-huh. Like the controls were the story and the violence may be gratuitous and seem over the top. But there are a lot of games that are over the top. But when you're actually playing the game, yep. when you're having to sneak around with a stealth, when you have to sneak up on the people trying to kill you, so there is ta- tactical parts of it. Yep. There is, this dude's walking over towards me. He's probably going to kick my ass. <laughs> <laughs> There's a tactical part of it. There is stuff that keeps you... Mm, keeps your mind going like do you want to run into this room and uh, fight these four guys or do you want to sneak around and distract them it's almost like a Grand Theft Auto S type situation where it's like you know set in the real world is gritty with a Splinter Cell type tactics it's a very good game so for people to ban that I just feel like it's kind of a it's, it's not really a reach when it's when you talk about the violence of it, but when there are other games, like we always forget the name of the one that just released like not long ago, where the whole entire point is just to kill people, or like Postal, the Postal games. Postal's banned in fifteen countries. Yeah, the whole entire point of those games, you're a mailman who gets mad, so you kill people for no good reason. Like that is the story. At least Manhunt it has a story. It's not based in real life. It's like you know, it's kind of over the top. So I can accept the fact that it's banned because it's the violence, but at the same time, I can't accept the fact that like that's on the same list as Rayplay and Postal. That's my point. Okay, okay. Here's my question. Do you th- okay the ESRB? <clears throat> what everybody knows is E, mm-hmm. Team M. Things that are not listed very often. Is EC, which stands for early childhood, E10 and 10 plus, everybody 10 or older. Also, um, I think it's like T17 plus. I think that's one. Uh, I'm not looking at the list of it anymore. But AO, adults only. Adults only doesn't get used very often. They would rather get the game to M for marketing. I understand that. I would view Manhunt as AO. An adult only game? Yep. And that's fine. That's fine. I wouldn't want my kids playing it. Absolutely not. But as a a 22 year old man. I almost made the worst joke I've ever thought about. On this podcast, keep going. <laughs> but as a 22 year old man, me playing it, I have no problem with that because I can distinguish between real life and what's fake. I'm not gonna go out and do this stuff, and plus, it's not gonna scar me mentally for life. I played it as like a preteen, so like I wasn't. It didn't affect my mind at all, and I might be different from other people. You know, some people might see it differently. It might be too scarring. Some people can't watch. You know certain movies because too much gore and things like that. But personally, I don't think it's that bad that, you know, like, a teenager couldn't play, but I can understand if it was adult only. 
because it is very over the top violence. Like you are strangling people, you're killing people with shanks, you're hitting people in the head with bats. It's a lot of stuff that you know is just too much. So, adult only, I can accept that. Um, there is also games that were. I don't want to say they were made for the sole purpose of being banned, but you had to know it would be banned. See, I think that's a good, not a good marketing technique, but it's like a really overused one. It's oversaturated. No, 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 no. I don't mean like Grand Theft Auto. Not not like Grand Theft Auto. Like the, what is the name of that game? We always bring it up. It no, was, not even that. I'm talking about games that as soon as they're made you know nobody's playing this that has a soul nobody is going to give you a good rating for the most part you just wasted however much time it takes to make that game what I'm talking about is like JFK Reloaded Uh, they made a game about the Columbine shooting Uh, ethnic cleansing so so games that are in poor taste. Yes. I was I was speaking more online to games that are so over the top and so violent that they that's a marketing point. It's like just go out and kill people, kind of like postal. It's just just go out and kill people. Just go out and cause as much havoc as you can. Games like ethnic cleansing or the uh, uh, Chris Dorner experience. Oh my god! Where like you were Chris Dormer fighting in the like you in know, the woods, woods against the LAPD, PD. and your health was fried chicken. Yeah, it's like that. That's just done in poor taste, and I feel like those type of games, yeah, for sure, they shouldn't be made. But you always gonna be, you know, the trolls, the people who just think that it's acceptable to do that type of stuff. Yeah, and I don't, I don't even like to call those games. <laughs> I don't even like to call those games. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, I, I just... The fact that those are games, it almost makes me laugh because you had to waste so much time to make that. And in your mind, you thought, oh, well, this will be funny or something like that. And it's like making a Bill Cosby joke too soon. Like, nobody's okay with it. Too soon for Bill Cosby joke? I mean, the last chick he had he slept with was like, what, like, how long ago? 87, I think. Okay. Like that? At this point, a Bill Cosby joke at this point. But when did it all become out in the public? About, what, seven months ago? So you can make the jokes now. No issue. I made the joke three days later. Not okay. Okay. Uh, America wasn't quite ready <laughs> to accept the fact that that might be a thing. Um, I mean, other other games, like, I mean, I understand what you're saying about certain ones, like the Chris Dormer one, for sure. That one was just like, that was just done in bad taste. But the ethnic cleansing one, I feel like that was more or less, it. it is bad taste, but I feel like that is someone's actual beliefs, and that's why they made it. Like, it, it's, okay. that's just pure racism. Yeah. Oh, like the JFK Reloaded one wasn't. Doesn't you have to be the shooter and you yeah. have to shoot JFK? Yeah. Whole point. I don't. I don't think it was done in bad taste. Where it was like, 
that person may have been like, let me try to be in the mind of the shooter and make this person shoot JFK. You know? Like, okay. a retelling of this incident from the shooter's perspective. Maybe not like, oh, let's just kill JFK. Because then they could have had, you know, uh, uh, just a guy, a game where you kill famous people. True. Like, you shoot, like, Martin Luther King, JFK, Abraham Lincoln, things like that. That would have been done in poor taste. That would have been horrible. Yeah. Um, And if you guys take the idea that's copyrighted by me, <laughs> I want in on that money. I'm just saying. Um, but you, you had mentioned it. There are games that use the controversy of the M rating to boost sales. Um, obviously, Grand Theft Auto is probably the most successful with it. Um, maybe Twisted Metal was pretty successful with it. But Grand Theft Mortal Kombat was ridiculous successful because of uh, the outrage that the game got. Um, But all those got M ratings. Like they brought it in enough that it's not AO. You could you could argue that Grand Theft Auto should be. And I wouldn't say your argument's wrong. Um, and you could argue that Mortal Kombat, especially the newest one. Yeah, the newest one, I can see that. But the old ones, I mean, at the time, they were rated, you know, mature. Yeah. And they could have been rated adult only then. But at the time, the graphics were just so, like, different than now. Because now you can, like, literally see people's brains spilling out. And Grand Theft Auto, the reason why I don't think it's ever going to be rated adults only is the fact that the game is kind of, it's based in real life. It's totally based in real life. I mean, you, there's not a lot of like gore in it either. Whereas, you know, you can't go around and shoot someone in the head and watch your, you know, blood splatter all over the ground. Just because you're, you know, you are killing cops or you can kill pedestrians. You can steal from people, smoke weed and drink in the newest one. It doesn't mean it should be rated adult only. Do you think that... Do you think that... A game like Grand Theft Auto... Is expanding... What could be considered... Mature? I think they... Every year kind of go a little bit further... To where it's accepted as mature. Which kind of like opens the door for other games. To go a little further. Um, Grand Theft Auto itself. I mean with certain things yes. At a point it probably was. But now I don't think so. Because I mean this newest one. There isn't very much stuff that it hasn't already done before. And there isn't very many things that you can do like. You know that no other game has done like. Let's take, for instance, now you can actually drink and smoke inside the game. Yeah. But there was a game years ago called NARC. And in the game, you were a narcotics officer. And you infiltrate infiltrate gangs. And to gain their trust, you'd have to, you know, take the drugs that they were using and selling. So you would, you know, take these drugs as power-ups. So you would take, you know, speed to move faster or do crack or cocaine. It would, you know, give you invincibility kind of. I'm sorry, it's kind of funny to be stupid as hell. 
<laughs> Sorry, it's kind of funny. You would, like, smoke weed. It would slow down time. Things like that. And now, you know, Grand Theft Auto is just, you know, you're just recreationally smoking weed and drinking inside the game. And it makes your screen blurry. Yeah. It makes it kind of hard to drive. Or, like, at one point, can't you, like, pass out or, like, throw up or something like that if you drink too much? Uh, Grand Theft Auto? I'm not sure. I don't know if you throw up or not. See, but, yeah, it's never, like... It's not like you can go to someone's house and buy, like, you know, a eight ball of Coke and, like, do it. So, I don't think it's, you know, pushing mature that much. I feel like right now it's in a very sweet spot. But I do think there's more they could possibly do to make it adults only. I'm not saying they should, though. No, they shouldn't. Once you get that adults only rating. There's really no turning back from that. It's basically suicide for the franchise. Because um. a lot of a lot of places don't sell adult only games. Like the fact is that you know GameStop might have it, maybe. Nope. They won't carry it. Maybe like you know the mom and pops game stores might get it, might get it in someone returning it or something like that. But Walmart probably won't carry it. Absolutely not. Best Buy probably won't carry it. Target. The main retailers you want to hit and have your game inside of, they won't carry adult-only games. You have to go online, go to Steam, or go to the actual you know creator's website to get it. Or maybe buy it on the system, maybe PlayStation Store, Xbox Network or have it. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to find a date <clears throat> for this. Um. I think I also just found the game that we were talking about. It was on Hatred? Yes. Yeah. That's what it's called. This game has been... This game is totally done in poor taste. And I think maybe the people, the creators came in and they had a good idea to begin with. And when they saw where the game was going, they were just like, let's just make it as violent as possible. And that'd be the selling point. True. To make people uncomfortable and give it, you know, traction. Like, oh, you hear about that game coming out on Steam where you just kill people? Oh, I never heard of that. And they show, you know, the trailer. You watch it on YouTube with your friends. You gossip about it. I, I just don't think that people would just make a game like that just for fun. Well, I just looked up AO mm-hmm. on ESRB.org. Uh, I don't get any, like, dates. For when the games were released, mm-hmm. um, basically, in order to get the adult-only <clears throat> rating, you're definitely looking at, uh, well, there's a game called Thrill Kill that came out for the PlayStation 1. <laughs> Um, besides that, we got, uh, Critical Point, Hmm. which was for the Windows. Um, there was a gambling game, Peaks Entertainment Casino, that got adults only. Uh, Leisure Suit Larry. Yeah, but that, that, that was like had a lot of sexual I think you actually had sex in that game so I'm pretty sure that's why any game with like any Grand sort of Theft Auto San Andreas did get it's rating changed 
because of the hot coffee incident. Yes. Um, the original Netflix and chill. Same yeah. as race. Basically, it's either that where it is extremely violent to a brand new point or it's nudity and sex. Like, not pixelated nudity. It's like actual women naked. Or you're like controlling sexual acts, I think. Because Grand Theft Auto, I mean, it was very like... I mean, looking back at that game, it was super like graphically way lower than what we have now. So I'm pretty sure just because you were controlling it. Yeah. And also like, I think violence without reason is the main point. Because I mean like, how you said Manhunt should probably be it. I can accept Manhunt too didn't <clears throat> get it. I, I can understand like why Manhunt would have an adult only <clears throat> rating. But then at the same time, at least it had like a story and like a reasoning behind it why it was happening. When games like Hatred, there's no reason. It's just the guy wakes up mad. So it's like, let's go kill innocent people. Yeah. That's not reason. Um, basically, every other game on the front page of the results was uh, super sexual. Uh, PC games. So who knows what could possibly be in it. PC Master Race, man. Um, but... That also makes me want to ask, where do you draw the line with teen and mature? Do you see what I mean? To me, they kind of run together, and it just depends on the game itself. Like, I mean, obviously Mortal Kombat is going to be mature for me. Well, I I feel like it should be mature, definitely, because like... The graphics of it and everything, but you look at a game like Grand Theft Auto, you look at a game like Saints Row. I can see Saints Row, the newest one, being teen because it's so over the top and cartoony. Even though it is graphic and like violent, excuse me, you can steal cars and dropkick people and stuff. It's just kind of like humorous. It's kind of cartoony. People the jokes in it though are pretty adorable. Yeah, you like kicking people off of walls and stuff like that. So maybe not, you know, or conquer. Conquer could be teen to me because it's a cartoon squirrel doing this stuff. But then Grand Theft Auto, it's like based in real life. You know, it's based off of actually L.A. area. These feel like real people. You feel like you're shooting real people. You feel like you're, you know, stealing someone's actual car. So that's where I kind of draw the line. When, like, realism comes into play, I feel like that's where I kind of say, okay, this could be more mature. See, and to me... It's how the game is going to be played. Are you going to play online? Or are you just going to play what's written in the story? Mm -hmm. To me, Call of Duty should be mature. Which it is already. But you're going to be playing online. And who knows what you're going to hear online. Online ratings are not... Or online interactions are not part of the ESRB rating system because that's going to vary from person to person. But if I only was playing the story of Call of Duty and let's say it was just campaign mode, I'd give it team. It's not that bad. Okay, I can see that. And for the most part, it's 
I'm about to go save lives, so I have to run through this building. And yeah, I'll probably have to shoot a few people, but it's not over-the-top bloody. It's not over-the-top in any facet. Online, I if I was 13, I don't think I'd want my art. If I had a son that was 13, I don't really think I'd want him playing online. Well, see, my thing with Call of Duty is that I feel like it should be mature either way just because, like, within the story mode itself, it kind of promotes, um, <clears throat> like, hatred of foreigners. I mean, it's always, like, the Chinese or some Middle Eastern guy or Russian guy is the bad guy, which, you know, we kind of accept here in America because we, you know, like, grew up with, like, James Bond and we have a lot of national pride. But at the same time, it doesn't promote that, you know, Okay, a Russian guy could be our, you know, teammate. He could be the good guy. Now, the older ones, I think it was, um, was it Black Ops? You played as a Russian guy for a little bit. And then Black Ops 2, you, you know, played as a Russian guy again. But at the same time, it's just like, most of the time you're fighting as Middle Eastern people. And it kinda, Black Ops 2 was banned in Cuba for the opening mission of the story. Yeah. For a failed attempt at shooting Fidel, Fidel Castro. Castro. Yeah, I mean, I I can see why it's pretty mature. Just because it's like, I don't know what the right word is. It, it's promotes like fear of like foreign people, I guess. Xenophobia. Xenophobia, that's the right word. Uh, I mean, I can see that. I definitely could. I mean, a, a young, impressionable kid. I mean, I'm not saying all kids are impressionable because there are some kids with way more maturity than, like, I had as a child. There, But there are also teens who don't, you know, realize it's just a game. They can't tell between real life and what's not real. So, you know, they see, oh, in this game, I'm shooting against all Middle Eastern people, so they all have to be terrorists. They all have to be evil. You know? Yeah. Uh, okay. At what? So, do you believe that all military games should be rated mature? Um. Now, where we're at now, like, like with like a Metal Gear Solid Five, with where we're at now in like graphics and how games work, yeah, for sure. I feel like games are so graphically, you know, advanced where everything looks so real. And a lot of it's very gritty, like, real-life stuff we're dealing with. Even though they might change the name of the country, we can still tell what they're talking about. We still have that perception of it. So I feel like, yeah, for sure. Unless it's, like, totally over the top, everything's different. It's not like America versus Russia. It's, you know, two totally made-up countries, or it's out in space somewhere, alternate reality. It, it should be mature. Okay. Um... I have a question for you, my friend. Yes. Do you think that our generation, when we grew up playing like PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, do you think that we had a better understanding of what's real and what's not? Because like the ESR, ESRB, to me, is just to like help protect, you know, families, yeah. especially like parents from getting their kids games that they may not understand that may hurt them. May raise questions within themselves, you know, things of that nature, psychologically. So, like, do you think that our generation 
had a better understanding of the time because of the games we were playing? Or, like, now is it, like, much harder? Because I, I personally think that now it's, like, a lot harder. Like, I can't give my kid Call of Duty now or give my kid Grand Theft Auto now because, you know, the way it looks, the way it handles, you know, Grand Theft Auto's always been kind of based in reality, but, you know, for a while it was just kind of, you know, blocky, pixelated. It didn't feel real, and now it's like, you know, a real-life person. I can control a real-life person to punch another real-life person inside the face. I think that growing up with video games like we did, it's... We're at a weird point because we're not the beginning of video games, but we're to the beginning of graphic video games where it's not a triangle for the spaceship. It actually looks like a spaceship. Um, But... I would say that I agree with you. Back then, it was so easy to tell that everything was fake. It was like, I don't know how I want to put it. It was like, it was just, everything was so pixelated, everything was so blocky that nothing looked real and we had cheat codes <laughs> so guns magically appeared um, but I would have to say that yeah like if we started over again and we went back to horrible graphics and it slowly brought it back up again it'd be super easy to tell the difference between real and fake. And as you slowly watch graphics become less pixelated and more realistic and smoother, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I mean, because back when I was a kid, I can remember just like playing games. I mean, the games themselves, like we've already, we've already said this in another podcast, uh, like they've changed. Like back when we were kids, it was mostly like platformers. adventure games and now it's you know it's marketed as shooters it's like you know uncharted it's no longer you know hot shots golf it's pga tour it's no longer nba jam it's actually 2k where you're controlling you know these actual people and i feel like video games have gone from you know these adventure platformers cartoony games to these real life simulations in a lot of ways whether it be action, shooters, driving games, all of that. So, I mean, it kind of makes me afraid for the future. Because, like, when I have kids, do I want to let them play video games? Do I want to let them, you know, experience these things? Or, you know, should I shield them from it? Because when I was a kid, I never felt like I should have been shielded from it. My mom, you know, she wanted me to be shielded from certain things like Grand Theft Auto. But there, there's always ways for me to get around that. There's always ways for kids to, you know, play these games. Somebody's mom doesn't give a shit. Yeah. 
somebody's mom doesn't care. You always have like an uncle or a cousin who has it. So, I mean, I don't know. But with how games are going, I can see a very, I don't know, I want to say dangerous trend because I don't believe that video games should be blamed for people's actions. But I do think video games can be blamed for people's perceptions of other people. Absolutely. I would wholeheartedly agree with you on that. Uh, I think that... I think that we are going to start playing with a dangerous slope, especially once virtual reality headsets become a thing. Uh, because it's going to just continue to blur the line of uh, what's real and what's fake. Um, I really think that... I mean, I don't think that we're playing with that line right now, but I think that we're beginning to see maybe we should go back to like a cartoony feel. Uh, I mean, you already have kids blaming Slenderman games for taking their friends out to the woods and stabbing them. See, and I feel like we should talk about that in another podcast as well, but I think, like, things like this, like, we can't... It's like blaming music for your actions. You can blame music for someone's perception of somebody, but the actions you actually take, you know the repercussions of it. Yeah. You know in real life. Like, I know if I go out and stab somebody that, you know, hey, I'm probably going to go to jail. I'm killing somebody. But, you know, my perception of someone on the street... I could be like, oh, there's a girl's walking down the street. She could be a prostitute. Yeah. That could be learned from video games, but the action of me stabbing somebody is still me going out to do it. Me paying her money to sleep with her is different from me, like, thinking that way. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I And plus, there's a lot of stupid people in the world. Yeah. I gotta give, you gotta give people credit for being dumb. So, yes. Shout out to all the dumb people out there. Shout out to uh, all the pairs. Because y'all really messing things up for the smart ones. <laughs> uh, but I also think that with the cartoony games, we could also be messing things up. Because to a certain point, when you are playing the Uncharted series, we'll use that, you want to feel like you are that character mm-hmm. you don't like as an adult I still think Crash Bandicoot's awesome but if you really want me to be like invested I need to feel like I am that character so there does need to be that certain amount of realism well, I feel like they can do that. I mean, if you take the Uncharted Charted game for, like, your example, and you just replace Nathan Drake and the world around him with the Sly Cooper world, but all the controls are the same and the outlook of the story where you're stealing items, but the controls, like, the feel of the game where you're, like, punching people in their face and you're taking the stuff, I feel like right there, that's a healthy balance. And that could work. Honestly, that sounds pretty fire. So, if you guys are listening... Naughty Dog, make it happen. 
I I guess but I would never feel like I'm Sly Cooper. I'm not you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean I never feel like I was I never feel like I'm Nathan Drake either, just because like I'm a six or four black guy. Yeah. But like at the same time I feel like I'm controlling that movie. That's my thing, is like me I'm full in control of this and it feels like a movie. And I feel like with like just inserting Sly Cooper into that same feel of the game or if you replace, you know, the Last of Us characters with, like, I don't want to say Mario and Peach because that seems, like, way too over the top. But, like, if it was Jack and Daxter and, like, it was, you know, fungus all around them and they were... And instead of it being super cartoony where it's, like, you know, your Crash Bandicoot spinning and kicking crates, he's actually, you know, fighting people and stuff like that, then it might feel a little bit better. Mm-hmm. I feel like there is a healthy medium where we've never really went that way with games. I think that's also because of the success of uh, Skyrim, or not Skyrim, but the Oblivion, or is it Oblivion? Elder Scrolls. Elder Scrolls. Yeah. That series, and that whole style of play, with the let's let you in-depth create a character. Because as soon as I've created the character, I already feel like... And I'm already invested. You know? I feel like this is going to be a very personal story. Uh, See, but the thing is with that is, like, I don't feel... I don't feel like it's that bad. Like, it doesn't really affect things just because it's, like, the time period it's in. It can be photorealistic all it wants to be, but it's, you know, I'm fighting against Dragon. I'm fighting against, you know, trolls and Sasquatches and giant spiders and stuff like that so it's that level of like fantasy to it as well as realism where I'm talking to people inside of villages so I there's still that healthy medium to me but you know games like Uncharted where it's like I'm actually going to Dubai I'm actually inside the Amazon jungle I'm actually inside Tibet and I'm fighting against people that's where it's like you know even then it's still over the top as an adventure but I can see where that's, like, different from Elder Scrolls. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, being able to see the a person that you're controlling does give it more of that movie feel than if it's Sly Cooper. Mm-hmm. You know? And no, no, I love animated movies, so don't get me wrong saying that, like, oh, if it's not a person, the movie's not good. Like, trust me. I love my animated movies, but I still, like, to me, personally, with, like, adventure games or anything that's not really, really story-driven, if it's not story-driven, yeah, let's be all animated and have fun with it and all of that. If not... I do want that certain level of I'm that I'm either I'm that person or you know what I mean yeah cause if it if it was let's say Sly Cooper in the Uncharted world I just don't know if I could get behind it as much like it's it, it would be hard to take it's take that game seriously you know what I mean 
because of just just the art style of it. Either way you did it, either the rainforest of Dubai or the uh, not rainforest of Dubai, <laughs> uh, the rainforest like the Amazon with Sly Cooper artwork. Would it translate? But Sly Cooper with Uncharted artwork, would it translate? You know what I mean? Like, one of the two would have to give. I I get what you're saying. And, again, I just think that's because we've never really had a game like that. Where it was, like, based in almost like a photorealism type of feel, but it's a cartoon character. And I feel like we're going to get a game like that in the next few years. And we're going to totally, like, it's going to be a great game. I feel like it is. I feel like... It doesn't have to be Sly Cooper or, like, Jack and Dax or I anything. feel like Unraveled will be the closest that we'll ever get to it. Unraveled? Yeah. It, it, it was showcased to E3. It was a Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. Sony purchased it. Um, it is about a yarn doll. Somewhat like... Sackboy, but not really. Um, that as you go along, you're unraveling a string. And you can use that string, throw it out to a limb. It'll attach itself, and then you can swing on it. And then it just kind of keeps unraveling. It's not like you unravel your character and they die. You just kind of keep going. It's like an infinite amount of the string. But... The background for it is supposed to be super realistic, but it's a really animated doll. Obviously, you can okay. design that to look like real yarn and do all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that'll be the closest we get for a while. And it's also going to be an indie developer, so that's not going to help the situation any. But I really do just think, man, that we're going to be, when that does happen, it'll be a hard break for people. It could be. Either they want it all realistic or they want it all cartoony. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, but I feel like that's, like, personal preference over just, like, loving the being a gamer. Like, cause I'll play any any game. I'll play, you know... I'll give any game a shot. Yeah, so, I mean, it's not really the issue. As long as it, it feels good or it looks good, you know, the story looks good or, you know, it actually looks very good, then I'll, you know, give it a shot. I have my perfect example, and I'm glad I could finally think of it. Think about true movie buffs. Not movie fans, movie buffs. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that there is a hard break in them that's okay with a bunch of CGI and not okay with a bunch of CGI. Depends on the movie. But I think that'll also depend with the game. You see what I'm saying? Like, it'll be either people really enjoy it or people really don't like it. Because... Well, I mean, if 
Even but also, CGI nowadays is trying to make it look like there is no CGI. Well, I mean, the thing is, is that even if you don't like a game, you can still respect the fact that it's good. Like, let's say you don't like, you know, the Batman games, the I, Arkham yeah, Asylum, Arkham City, or anything like that, but they're all really good games. Yeah, they are. So it's like, I can respect a game even if I don't like it. The same way as if a real movie buff could be like, yeah, I like, you know, Mad Max Fury Road. And then someone else would be like, oh, I don't like that movie, but it's a good movie. It's the general consensus is a good movie. And I mean, just in general life, I mean, nowadays, everybody has their opinion. It's so easy to get your opinion out there. If you say something's good and I say something's whack, what is it really? Yeah. I just think it depends on, you know, like, overall, when we get a game like that, the feel of it, the look of it, and just the overall story of it. Because, I mean, you can't deny those things. You can say... It doesn't really fit my style. Yeah. Or you can say, like, you know, if the story's bad, the story's just going to be bad. If it looks bad, it's just going to look bad. If it doesn't play good, it's just not going to play good. But if all things are okay, you can still say you don't like it, but it doesn't mean it's a bad game. Yeah. So I feel like that we're going to get to a point where we're going to get a couple games like that, at least one game in the near future like that, and it's going to open some eyes. It may not be the one that changes the whole entire genre or, you know, creates this whole new genre. But it's definitely going to open some eyes, open some doors for some other games. I could see that. I could definitely see that. Um, You know what I could also see? Is that we have an amazing guest lined up for our next podcast. Uh, Ah, do I want to tell you guys? I do. Am I going to? No. (laughs) That's the point of a surprise, my friend. Yes. Um, I will say that he is a very good friend of the show. Um, I personally have done many things uh, professionally with our guest. Um, I've been on his podcast. Now we have a podcast of our own. He's a gamer. We're bringing them on. Um, also working with... Uh, I'm working within the PlayStation Communities, which is a new app. Or not app. It's a new feature. Underneath your friends list, you could join a community. You know, find other people that game. I'm working within those communities, finding some people. Some, uh, some YouTubers that uh, are looking to to spread their following and maybe some of their lists some of their viewers aren't listeners maybe some of our listeners aren't their viewers so maybe we can help each other out so I'm working with them seeing what we can get done um, but I think we know what our next topic is going to be uh, definitely we've covered a lot of things in this one uh Way more than I figured we were going to. Yeah, uh, for sure. I just pulled 12 hours <laughs> hosting uh, an amazing music festival. Had a lot of fun in Topeka, Kansas. Um, I doubted if I was going to be able to be conscious at the end of this. But we did it. Um, but... I would like to add a question of the day. Or a question of this podcast. We could just call it that. 
um, of the entire infamous series, uh, there is one game that doesn't necessarily fit the theme. And I'll be more specific. It's more Halloween themed. Uh, and since we're getting close to Halloween, if you could just let me know which infamous game you play as a vampire, uh, we'll add you. Maybe get some 2K in. Maybe some Madden. Man, y'all want to see me 2K. Y'all can, y'all can join some Call of Duty. And y'all want to see me Call of Duty either. I'm just throwing it out there. I'm pretty sure I can beat anybody in 2K. I'm positive I can. And So we also have an open challenge, so you can just send us a message saying I can beat Chris, and then we'll find a way to get y'all to play. No, no, no. Don't send a message saying I can beat Chris. You can send a message saying, hey, I want to lose to Chris real fast. Ooh. And then I'll you know come through and swoop in on you and stuff like that. But outside of that, and I'm going to start... When I get my internet up and running, come January, like, for real, like, not January, I'm going to get up and running, but come January, I'm going to start YouTubing, I'm going to start streaming, and I'm going to start showing y'all what, what's up with this, man. I'm a, I'm a 2K mastermind, man, and I'm nice, and, and I'm nice with the sticks in Black Ops. Black Ops 3 is coming out very soon. Yes, it, if anybody wants, I hope they really do bring back, oh my god, what was the game mode called in Zombies? What grief? Yes, bring back grief. They might, they might and bring it I back as take, DLC. I will take on any group of four and show y'all what's good in zombies. I was doing that on Black Ops Two. See, but they might, they might bullshit and like make it to where like bulls actually do damage and stuff. Bring like that. it. See, that's gonna be bullshit, though, man. These cats, nah, they think, they think. That they good at zombies. And then they take on the only dude in the Kansas City area <laughs> that has gone solo every map, Easter egged every map of Advanced Warfare, hops back on Black Ops 2 every once in a while just so I can find the people that haven't stopped playing Grief and take them all four on one. And still show them what the sticks are good for. I'm nice. <laughs> you nice at multiplayer. I'm nice at y'all can't kill zombies like I can. Uh, one dude has ever, and he is still on my friends list, has ever beat me one-on-one -on -one grief zombies. One man. Okay. And if they bring it back on Black Ops 3, I'm going to beat him and regain my rightful spot. <laughs> Alright? Think of me as like... Like, like... I was just being Floyd Mayweather. Okay? If they bring grief back on Black Ops 3, I'm going 50 and... Oh, I'm Floyd Mayweather Jr. Okay? I'm untouchable. I'm going to have the lowest hit percentage, <laughs> like least amount hit on me percentage, highest hit percentage of me swinging forward. I'm killing everybody. And I'm also going to pick my battles. I'm going to take Pacquiao late. 
right. My last fight is going to be on CBS. <laughs> I'm going to fight an old-ass Oscar De La Hoya. Okay. I'm going to pick him. But I'm going to go 50 and up. Uh, and then just stop. Uh, call it good. But uh, that is going to be the podcast for this. Again, question of the day. Which infamous do you play as a vampire? That one I feel is pretty easy. Yeah, it's not, pretty simple. Not the easiest question of all time. But... Yeah. Not the hardest, not the easiest. It's just a question, you know. I'm pretty sure all these questions you just Google anyways. The only one that we've asked that when he that when originally asked, I needed to Google was why is Noob Cybot named Noob, Noob Cybot, which blew my mind. Uh, so stupid, simple. It is. It is. But I promise. When we say it's stupid simple, it's still stupid complicated. But we will be posting this Sunday, mm-hmm. probably around 3. And then we're going to record a second one Sunday. Get that one out to you, probably about 9. So you're going to get two this week, like we promised. Um, so, again, my name is Dom. My name is Chris. And we, we got, got next. next.